Men are evil. Men, they don't have emotions. <laughs> My sister, leave matter. See, men are scum. Men, men are, are scum. Okay, but men are vulnerable too. Wow, super excited that it is finally happening. Welcome to the official first episode of my podcast, Men of Vulnerable 2. My name is Odita. And yeah, seeing as how it's the first episode, it only makes sense that I tell you an origin story, yeah? I'm a big fan of superhero movies, so I really, really love origin stories because for me, I feel like origin stories can make or break a superhero. Honestly, I wish I had like an amazing origin story. You know that kind of origin story that would, boom, blow your mind. <laughs> But hell no, it was nothing like that, Jerry. Basically, I got the idea for this podcast while I was in the toilet, yeah? I was trying to pee. And it just occurred to me, yeah? People always talk about how men are this, men are that. Every time I go on social media, it's almost like peeps are with pitchforks ready to kill men. And I'm like, hold up. I get you might not like men or you might feel like men are evil. But do you even understand what it feels like to be a man? Like Flavor would say, to be a man is not a day's job. And to be honest, the only way you can actually understand what it feels like to be a man is for you to actually <laughs> become a man. I wish I had magical powers. I could just do like this. Yang, 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 go, bing. And somebody just turn to a man and then maybe leave someone as a man or leave a lady as a man for 24 hours. So maybe they can actually understand what it feels like to be a man. But since I ain't got no magical powers, yeah, one thing I can actually do to help you understand what it feels like to be a man is to kind of give you an insight into the life of a man. And for you to understand a man's life, you need to understand how it all began. For me, I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. I was a young, very quiet young man. But I was the direct opposite of my father, who was boisterous. He was charismatic. He was big. Just imagine a blend of Sylvester Stallone and Batista. Yeah, that was my father. So we were totally opposite. I was very, very skinny. While on the other hand, he was big. So it was almost like a lion giving birth to a goat. <laughs> Not calling myself a goat or anything, but I'm just trying to make you understand how different we were. And me as a young man, I was very emotional growing up, yeah? So I feel pain, I want to cry, but my father is like, uh, 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 man, don't cry. Hey, dry your tears. A man does not act like this. And I'm like, hey, what's up? I am in pain. How do I express my pain? How do I blow off steam? Cry. But he's like, uh, 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 you cannot cry because you are a man. And it honestly made no sense to me. But aside from my father, I also had society telling me things I could or couldn't do as a man. Because, you know, as a man, you have to act a certain way. Men don't feel. Uh, oh, but I have feelings. So what do I do with my feelings? Do I throw them away? It was honestly really confusing for me growing up. A lot of young men were actually like me growing up. Feeling things they couldn't express because, hey, a man does not act that way. On the other hand, you had some young men who were tough. They would fall down, pick themselves up. They don't feel pain and society's clapping. Yes, now that is a real man. But hold up, there's a problem. These young boys grow up to become men and they grow up to become men who don't feel. And the same peeps who were clapping for them and calling them real men will now come around and say, hey, now you're no longer a boy. You are a man. And as a man, you have to show sympathy. You have to show emotions. And I'm like, eh? How do you expect guys who you've told not to show emotions for 20-something years to just wake up one morning and start showing emotion? Ah, ah, you lie. That can certainly not happen. Like it or not, a lot of times, who or what we become is determined by our upbringing. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I decided to psychoanalyze myself. <laughs> Why? I just got out of a long-term relationship and I had had like... A couple of short relationships, two weeks, one month. And I realized that uh -uh, these relationships are not just working. What is the problem? 
you know what I realized? I realized I had a problem. What was my problem? As a person, I grew up very independent and selfless, which is good on paper, but in reality, it actually wasn't so good because as an independent person, I tend to do things for myself by myself. Yeah. So I close myself up and I don't actually allow people to even get to know the real me. So a lot of times I was in relationships with a lot of folks who did not actually know me. They say they love me. Oh, I love you. I love you. But I'm like, um, do you even know me? Now, this is me being 100% real with you. Yeah. Because on one hand, I'm really closed up. But on the other hand, I'm selfless, meaning I go the extra mile for people, which is actually great for the person I'm dating. But for me, as time goes on, I start feeling lonely because the scale is not balanced. It's almost like I'm giving too much and not getting it back. And the problem here is it's not even the fault of my partner. It's my fault because I'm too closed up to receive. So at the end of the day, I start feeling alone while in a relationship. Crazy stuff. But hey, that's just my story. But it's not just about me. It's about men in general. So today on the show, I have three young men telling us how their upbringing affected their relationships and their ideology of love. Well, I I grew up in a loving family. Well, it was clear that my parents loved each other. It was very, very clear they loved us. But the way they showed their love to each other was, to me, not the best example for any couple, really. They used to fight very openly in front of us. My mom especially used to take things very, very personal. Things that she didn't have to take personal. So growing up as kids, we used to see them fight a lot. And I always used to think to myself, is, is that what's waiting for me on the other side? You know, because this is my basic example and it's not necessarily the best example. Once again, I say it, they were two great parents, great family. They loved each other. But sometimes I used to ask myself if they were meant to be together because of the way they used to argue and the kind of things they used to argue about. And someone once told me that it's, it's possible for two great people to not be great for each other. So I guess it just made me think that I would have to spend more time getting to know whoever it was I wanted to spend my life with. So I didn't end up making that mistake of being with somebody who is awesome, but not the kind of awesome that I need in my life. And I might not be the kind of awesome that she needs in her life. So you got to know if you guys are really compatible or if you just want to make things work because of a few circumstances or a few things that seem great, but might not be able to sustain it in the long run. So it made me want to take more time to understand things. It made me scared. It made me cautious. It made me a little worried. There were things to admire. There were great things there, but there was more worry. Yeah, so I think that's it. Okay, so I come from a very loving family. I'll beat polygamous, but uh, I think what my upbringing did for me was to cherish people, you know, to love women especially. I have a lot of women around in my family. My mom actually single-handedly raised me. And I have sisters, both from my side and extended family as well. So I think what that has done is to let me see hum- humanhood in, this, in a different light. I've been able to um, have a different view about them and also appreciate them more. So I think it has also extended to my relationship as well in that sense. It affected it in the sense that I'm not supposed to keep more than one girl. Yes, I'm not married. My dad was strictly monogamous. So I, it kind of affected me in that way. In the area of financing, it made me open and transparent. Because I know that my parents were always transparent in their finances and their dealings. And also, I've never seen my dad hit my mom before. So because of that, I've never for once laid my hands on a woman before. Even though a woman has laid hands on me before a couple of times, but that didn't mean I should do that. So with that, my upbringing actually affected my love life. 
Wow. Thank you guys so much. It's honestly amazing hearing guys talk about love because it's something we don't actually see happen often. You rarely ever find two or three men sitting down and discussing love. I'm not saying sex, so I mean love. <laughs> and I really feel like it's also very important to have conversations like this. And that is what the podcast is about, having unconventional men conversations. Those things we don't discuss over beer. <laughs> we will be talking about them on the show. My name is Odita. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. And yes, men are vulnerable too. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Share, like, and drop a comment. Follow the podcast on social media at MAVT Podcast. Email us on MAVTPodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow at Odita Official. Till next time, ciao.